going? <clears throat> this is why I need a mic. Where's Jessica? <laughs> we did help. All right, let me tell you where we're going. <clears throat> Thanks. <clears throat> I um, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you some time just to be with the Lord in a few minutes. <clears throat> so you've got the con- you got your praise stone. How many of you already know what your giants are? Raise your hand. Good. You got work to do, right? But you're not doing it alone. Correct? You've got somebody bigger than you wanting to bring down the giant. Remember what David said. I didn't say this earlier. You come against me with sticks. I come against you with what? The name of the Lord our God Almighty. See, David had tapped in what it meant to access the power of God. And that's how he took that giant down. Right? No matter that the giant was bigger, better armed, stronger, in every way superior to David. And that's how we view the world. Everything and everybody is bigger, better, stronger than me. But God. Have the resonant power of God in me. So do you. It's my inheritance. It's your inheritance. It comes with the package. And so I don't have to even fear the giant. Because I've got God in the name of God. On my time, let his praises be ever on my lips. And that's how we take it down. <clears throat> so we're going to come back and do some work on that in just a minute. I want to give you a couple of exercises, things to do around that. Um, this is from a movie called Divergent. I don't know if you've seen it. There's like 500 of them. No, I'm just kidding. I think there are three or four. I'm not sure. But this, um, I actually haven't even seen them all. But this one movie, this scene just impacted me because... She is, there are four different kinds of people that kept trying to categorize people, conform, conform, conform. Does that sound like any other organization that you know? Except all of a sudden they have these people that pop out and go, I don't fit in your boxes. And so what does she have to do? She had to hide it because she's out of the norm, right? She's divergent. And so they were doing these tests because they're trying to prepare them. And um, I'm trying to get to the story so you know where we're picking up. What I thought was really powerful is this woman's ability to cut through lies. So I just want you to pay attention. How does she break the lies? And they're going to give you instruction when they tell you what's happening here. <clears throat> Go ahead. I need a drink. Serum that simulates party brain process of fear. He induces a hallucination and then transmitters in a serum allowing me to see the images in your mind. You can see inside my mind. Fears, Tris. Most people have 10 to 15 really bad ones. 
you have to calm yourself. Slow your heart rate and your breathing and deal with what's in front of you. Be brave. Think you're in the hallucination, Tris. Twenty minutes. Three. Four times faster than the average. Have you seen anyone do that well the first time? How'd you get rid of the birds? The image wasn't clear. Um, I just went into the water. Well, next time it'll be a lot easier. I have to do that again. Yeah, you have to practice several times before the final, but you're natural. You got nothing to worry about.
You're doing a lot better. Thank you. So what did she do in both cases that changed the circumstance? She saw herself. And when she saw herself, then she realized, she said, this isn't real. This is a lie. So if you can grab that through the eyes of Jesus, you're done. Right? Because the enemy is like those birds. The enemy is like all these, I feel, have you ever heard people say this? I feel like I'm running in mud. Maybe that's not real. Maybe there is a very viable force trying to keep you so spun around, so disturbed. But if you will just stop and let the water still and see who you are in the eyes of Jesus, then all of a sudden you're going, this isn't real. And you'll notice that she's just going, click, click. See how little power it took? Because the power of truth breaks the power of the lie and nothing flat. You get it? Selah, just sit on that for a second. How often do I let the water still so that I can see my true reflection? Might want to write that down and take it back to the Lord. How often do I let the water still so I can see my true reflection in his eyes? Let me see if I can get this out. In the last week, you have no doubt experienced that I'm drowning, I'm I'm drowning, or that I can't move, I can't make, oh, I can't make them stop. It's like, so let your mind think on those moments. And just stop and go, that wasn't real. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like you learning in the spirit. You're not going to think your way into this. It's not a self-help thing. This is divine revelation. Please let me make that very clear. I'm not talking about self-help. I'm talking about divine revelation that the spirit of God is trying to show you how to navigate the world that you are currently living in. Do you understand I'm talking about a very real distinction? Because you can talk yourself into crazy any minute. I'm talking about the spirit of truth. He guides us into all truth. And the truth is, all of this is just a bunch of noise. That was one of the things that we had prayed over you and for our team. Shut out the noise. Shut out the noise. Shut out the noise. So Kate got a revelation herself and then she's been sharing it with the team and it's just so rich that I just want to give her a minute to share what God gave her so come on up and then give them a chance to grab it um so we have like this Facebook messenger thread where we share just prayers and songs and things like that scriptures and we have been praying this over you guys and I really feel that it was for me but also for for all of you for all of us um so the other day I was um I was getting ready, and I have this list on my phone that I keep to read over myself that came about from me and the Lord working out through some lies that I have believed in areas that the enemy has taken from me. Um, I had 
just to be really honest, I hit a really rough patch in the fall. Just some things, I feel like I need to say this specifically. I was losing it on my kids. I was not doing awesome, just intimately in my marriage. I wasn't feeling too happy and fulfilled, and I should, because everything was just fine, you know? And through that process, it was just the kindness of God to say, like, you've got some really, really strong lies rooted in you, and as long as they stay there, this is going to stay this way. And so me and the Lord came up with these, I call them affirmations, but they're just truths that him and I have agreed on. This is what's true about me, and I'm going to say this stuff over myself until I see it. Um, and so I'm reading over on, just as I'm getting, getting ready, I'm reading this list, and I start wondering, like, what is it about these words, God? Like, why are these words true about me? I'm trying to, like, invest all of me in this. Like, why these words? Why not the words I have believed? Why are these more true? And I just feel him telling me, these are, these are my attributes. These, these are true about you because these are what are, that's what's true about me. You're made in my image. Who you are flows out of who I am. I just flow out of you. So I'm like, okay, that feels good. That feels right. So I just keep talking. I'm telling, telling myself, and I, um, I feel that feeling like I feel right now after you've just shared like a challenging thing of like, I, be, I believe that, but it also feels hard. It also feels very different from what I'm sitting in in this moment, right? And so I'm closing my eyes talking to God. I'm like, I see it. I believe it. Help me get there. Help me get a little closer to that. I'm declaring this truth over myself. And I hear Jesus just say so simply a one line that has forever changed my life now. He says, if it's not true about me, it's not true about you either. Mm. And no joke, like you would see in a movie, it was like, purging up and out of me were all of the things I believe about myself and all of the things that I believe about um, my future you know specific words that people said to me a really long time ago that they probably don't remember about you know your voice or like something someone said the one time and it just got reinforced yeah. um, <clears throat> it's not true about me it's not true about you either and so I start going down the list I'm like okay that feels very cut and dry. And so I say, you know, just throughout the day, and since then, honestly, I've just been going back to the Lord like, okay, well, is fear true about Jesus? No. Is pain true about Jesus? No. Is any insecurity, any body image issue, any, like, I don't know, fear of, like, anything, being seen, being vulnerable, being any shame, is there any guilt, any unforgiveness, is there anything in Jesus? And I'm like, dang, there's a lot in me that's not like Jesus, right? There's not, there's a lot in me that I don't find in him. And so it's just been this really great process of literally checking everything to that one truth. If it's not true about me, and it's not true about you either. And if you can't find it in me, then I shouldn't be finding it in you either. And it sounds like confronting, but there was so much grace in it, too, to just go like, hey, it's this simple. It's this simple. It's me, and that's it. It's me, and that's it. And all of these things that have come up, it's handled. Like, it already was handled. And um, 
I think the biggest thing, the realization for me has been like, I'm already believing something. Just is it true? Like we're all already believing yeah. things about ourselves. Like is that thing true? The thing that keeps you quiet or the thing that keeps you small or the thing that keeps the circumstances going the way that they're going. You know, is it true? Hmm. I think that's it. Good. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. <coughs> <laughs> hmm. Thank you, Kate. That was amazing. If it's not true about him, it's not true about you. <clears throat> so then. How then shall we live? I'm just going to touch on these tonight. Um, like foundation stones, because you're going to need them for tomorrow. Last year, we started this uh, journey of the unveiling. You know, it's so interesting. When I did my very first women's conference, which was a miracle itself, because I did not like Christian women. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> I'm not joking. I like y'all, though. I really could do, I could do pretty good now. I like most of them, most of them. <clears throat> but I was so so in such a place. Like I remember the the places that I was trying to what the Lord had deposited so far was about how beauty is inherently part of us, and yet we keep missing it. And how how we have an enemy that's constantly trying to take us out. About how we were made and born for glory. And so then here we are years later, and last year the Lord started this conversation with these three words, identity, affection, and access. And I'm not going to break these down because I know many of you have already heard that, but we are made in his image. We carry his signet ring, his name, our inheritance is his because he says so. And that opens up the door, this identity in him opens up the door to all that he has access to. this affection, this love that we have with him. And um, there's other materials that you can try to fill that in, but I want you to have that if you didn't have that already. How strong is your identity? A lot of people go, oh, I know I'm a Christian. Well, how strong is your affection? Because if your affection is not very strong, you may not be very stable in your identity. I could have said that nicer, but there it is. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? When you run into a love like that, it changes you. It changes you forever. And you can never quite get enough. You have to keep going back. I've had some of the most radical encounters with God, and I just can't get enough. And he's delighted to give them. He's delighted to give those encounters because nobody wants love for me like he does. Nobody. And then he wants me to do something with that affection. It's not enough for us to be loved by God because when we're loved by God, it compels us to do something in the world we live in. So if you're playing safe and small and quiet and dumb and inactive, you are not in your identity. No way. Because we just heard that his identity, that power and healing was pouring out of him. That's our identity. Amen? So if we're not experiencing that, we don't want to go, oh, she's got it, he's got it, I don't. We want to go, what's clogging the drain? We want to know what's blocking the flow. And it's going to come back to identity, affection, and access. But this year, the Lord has given me three different deposits. And they are, here's your words, overflow, boldness, 
and shalom. But shalom, you may know this word, the peace of God. He reminded me that pushing through shalom, the peace of Christ, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this, where we pray the shalom of Christ, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of the peace of Christ, the shalom of Christ cancels the spirit of chaos. Have you ever heard this? So when you're experiencing chaos, I don't know what's happening. You don't go, I don't know what's happening. You go, I speak the shalom of Christ. And then something starts happening in the atmosphere because we're atmosphere changers. We're not just Bible toters. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I should just say that out loud. I can't just say that. Jimmy, I'm saying, I love the word. Do you know what's in it? You're going to have a loaded gun and never use it? I mean, that's a loaded gun. That's like all the power in the world is going, here's your instruction manual. Now go do it. Don't just carry it around. Implement it. So the shalom of Christ. So those are the three words. But then the Lord showed me this afternoon that the word is actually hesed, H-E-S-E-D. Hesed is this overwhelming. The words are the loyal love of God. Isn't that amazing? I just love that on my tongue. The loyal love of God. So those are going to be the bedrocks that we build the rest of the weekend on. Overflow boulders, and I'm going to break those down tomorrow. But I want to build on some things that <clears throat> Kate said, but just quickly because I don't want to overwhelm you. I want to give you time to have some, do some time with the Lord. <clears throat> There's a thing called emotional anorexia and emotional bulimia. Emotional anorexia and emotional bulimia. And we vacillate between those because we don't want to feel or we feel too much. We live in the age of feelings. Everything is driven by our feelings. And it says in uh, Psalm 51, uh, verse 6, Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. that God knows us so intimately. And so when we get stopped, listen, I want to be so gentle because we're so feeling. I can say one word about feelings and y'all get pissed off and shut down, okay? So let me be real careful. But I want to suggest to you that your feelings are indicators. They're not the drivers. Your feelings are so valuable in the hands of the Lord, but are they actually in the hands of the Lord. What does it mean? This is a question that the Lord asked me. What does it mean to have God be every part of your every moment? What does it mean to have God be, sorry, what does it mean to have God be a part of your every moment? That was the phrase. What does it mean to have God be part of your every moment? Because here's the reality. Whether you feel that way or not, He is. Never will I leave you or forsake you. The indwelled spirit, God with us. You know all the verses, but the reality is with us always. So what does that mean? So I'd like to just suggest to you, 
a question about the difference between truth and feelings, like what Kate was talking about. If it's not true of him, it's not true of me. So then what do I do with these like aggravating things called feelings? What do I do with those things? You give them back to the Lord. And so the scripture that God gave me was this, is that I have an emotion and I can stuff it, emotional anorexia. I can't trust myself to feel anything. Emotional bulimia, which you're seeing living and breathing in your day today. Now we have to have medicine to make it calm down. Because feelings are the supreme. Yet do we know how to take all those emotions and take them back to the Lord for a greater revelation? Mm-hmm. So my thought is, the Lord asked me this. He said, Jen, if you will take your emotions and go through the veil of the emotion. Listen, the veil of the emotion. Think about your feelings. You have a feeling. Have you ever said this? I said it to Ashley. I get so upset, I can't see straight. The emotions veil your sight. They veil how you view yourself. They veil how you view other people. And they even veil how you see God. Am I right? And we don't know what to do that. And we feel bad about that. So we keep trying to put it in a box. And the Lord said, if you will press through the veil into the Holy of Holies with Jesus, he will give you a greater revelation and healing. And it's not a one-time healing, right? We get plugged in. We get upset. We get, do you understand? We have to keep going. There's that name again. Do you all have one of those people? You just say their name and you're going, you're going, here we are, Jesus. How many times? How many times? I just saw your face back there. I know who you were thinking about. So it's like, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, this is real life. I'm not saying that Jesus makes it so we don't ever have real life. I'm saying that God wants to be with us and he wants to change us in the process of going through the emotions. And so you go through the veil of your emotion. You go through it, looking for a greater revelation from Jesus so that he has something to say about it. And it changes the way you view yourself and you view other people. Why? Because if it's not true of Jesus, it's probably not true of me either. She just said, Jesus just said, the Father just said, the Spirit has said, I lead you into all truth. So if our feelings are only indicators, why do we live by them? Are you aware that you are living out of your feelings instead of truth. So then what do I do with this, um, this tension? Oh, you're not going to like these at all. Here are some phrases God gave me. You ready? <clears throat> if Jesus paid for all of our sin, if Jesus made a way for us, I'm going to read all these again. If the Spirit leads us into all truth, if he's making all things new. Okay, I'm going to read them again. If Jesus paid for all of our sin, if Jesus made a way for us, if Spirit, the Spirit leads us into all truth, and if he's making all things new, does that affect our life, our thought life, our emotions our lie down and rest our get up and go I'm going to read that again if Jesus paid for all of our sin if Jesus made a way for us 
if the Spirit leads us into all truth, if He's making all things new, does that affect our thought life, our emotions, our lie down and rest, our get up and go? This is where you do work with the Spirit of God. This is where you don't excuse or ignore or binge or fast, like how we do emotional stuff. I'm not going to think about that. That's all I can think about. It's like you press into the Lord and go, I need you to give me revelation about this. I need you to give me insight about this. This is where you have three things that are really important. You have the Spirit of God, you have the Word of God, and you have the body of God. I don't mean body like church box, you know, big box church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the body. Like, who's your body? Who's your body of believers that you can tap into and go, I'm crazy in the head. Do you see anything? Are you seeing anything that you can help me with? I'm just crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are never supposed to do life as a Christian alone. Ever. I love all these Christians. And I'm just going to pick on the people that are my age and older, the 35-year-olds and older. I'm just joking. I've already done that. I've, I've already done the church thing. I've already done the Sunday school and the Bible study thing. I've already done that. I'm just doing me and Jesus now. Right. Kiss my butt. Get back in there. Get back in there. Oh, I have a church wound. Join the freaking club. Who is, if you had a church wound, please raise your hand. Oh, you all lie. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just life with us being human with each other. It's like you got to get back in there. Why? Because God made us on purpose. I have stuff you need. You have stuff I need. And we come together and we help each other. And guess what? How is the world going to learn how to love if they don't ever see us learn how to love? And that's what we're learning how to do. We're just learning how to love those people who drive us crazy. So this affects our thought lives and our emotions. So the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and your body that you come back to and you get honest and you get real with, so then here's a really another, I try to give you a break. So now here's a really another hard conversation, a hard, hard comment. Instead of arguing for your limitations, instead of arguing for your limitations, shall we just popcorn what those might be? What are you the arguing for your limitations? I tried that, it didn't work. What's some more? It's always been this way. Always been this way. I don't know how. I don't know how. What was the other one? Not enough. Not good enough. Not smart enough. Not enough money. Not pretty enough. Don't know the right people. Shall we go on? What else? What else? What? Oh, I don't have enough time. That's a big one, especially today. Too much. Too much? It's not my gifting. Oh, that's a good one. It's not my gifting. How about this one? I don't want to be too weird. Oh, yeah, Jesus wasn't really weird at all. What else? Instead of... I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get, yeah, for sure. That's real. I don't want to get hurt. Why? I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Too tired. Too tired. You can argue for your limitations or you can walk in your inheritance. Your choice. So just for fun, what is your inheritance? What is in the Jesus package? Do you know? What's in the Jesus package? Favor. What else? Blessings. What? Blessings. Blessings. Wisdom. Wisdom. What, Jen? Life abundant. What? Life abundant. Life abundant. Somebody else say Health. something? Health. 
Gifts. Gifts. Sound mind. Sound mind. Freedom. Strength. Strength. His presence. Love. Hope. Shall we do the whole gamut of, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, like all them? Nine. Right? Your inheritance is very rich. And this isn't some Sunday school lesson. These are God's expressions on the earth today. He really takes them quite serious. He cares about them a lot. And he's asking, you can walk in this, and he will let you because he loves you, and he loves your free will. He will let you do that. So he's saying, you may argue for your limitations, or you get to walk in my inheritance. But you're going to find a lot of tension if you're trying to do both at the same time. And so he's just asking you to lay that down. And then one last phrase. I got this out of um, everything. No, everybody, always. Bob Goff. When joy is a habit, love is a reflex. Boom. There's your joy words, all you girls that got joy for this year. When joy is a habit, love is a reflex. So this is enough input for tonight. So what I'd like to do now is just give you a few minutes. And I'm going to ask you just to journal over some of the questions. And these are the things I'd like for you to leave tonight with. Because the Spirit's always talking, and He's talking to you right now. I don't care if you haven't heard. I don't care if you're not talking for six months. He's talking tonight. So it's like there is a way that you have settled or quit or been stopped by something. That's your giant. Ask the Lord to show you who and what it is. Somewhere, I doubt it will happen this weekend, somewhere you need to devote some time to let the Lord meander through your spirit and connect some dots. How long has that giant been plaguing you? How long? How much exactly has he been robbing you of? Do you tend toward emotional anorexia or emotional bulimia? Which one do you tend toward? These are things you ask the Spirit, right? What is something that you have continually worked on and have you gone through the veil into the Holy of Holies to see Jesus about it? Are you trying to work it out? Are you going to let him change you, heal you, transform you? If I told you that that the life that you're living right now is not the realest thing about you, <coughs> would it matter? You, if you think that the life that you live and the family that you have or the work that you have or the calling that you have, that you think all those things are the most important thing about you, I would just like to suggest to you that that is not the most important thing to the Lord. The most important thing to the Lord is your relationship to him and him to you and all these other things are opportunities for you to practice and learn and practice and learn 
So you have this emotional gap and you have Jesus over here and you're like going, I don't even know what to do with that. Guess what? That's called the process of revelation. That's the process of transformation. Because what, where you're standing and who the Lord is, like Kate was talking about, it's not true about you, it's not true about me, then this is where you need the Lord to give you greater revelation. How do I get there? You understand what I'm saying? It's like we have to know how to go through the process. I have this prototype. I was talking to Ashley. I have this prototype woman. I don't know if you guys do this. I have a prototype woman who keeps showing up in my life. And, oh, my God, she eats my lunch. It's not those women because God loves them and they love me and I love them. But, man, that prototype of woman, it just flares me off. Do you all know what I'm talking about? Do you all have people like this? Am I growing a third eye? Okay, Rose knows what I'm talking about. Thank you, Rose. Okay, so the Lord is going, instead of focusing on the conflict with the person, that's where we get lost. This is more real than anything. Tracking with me? You go through the veil to see Jesus and go, hey, this pro, this girl, this woman, this kind, there's a bunch of them. He's like going, it's a prototype. This is a broken place in you, Jana. It's not them. This is a broken place in you. And I want to show you, you need me to come rushing in that broken place. And I want to heal you so that you can be around that person without it flaring you off. So I'm not there yet. I'm maybe five years. I'm going to give myself some time. But I know that this is what I have to learn. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I tracking? Crystal, you're making a funny face. I just wanted you to explain how that brokenness, how you see that brokenness in yourself through that prototype. Like what part of them, I know you have to think it out and pray through it and those things, but. All right. All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> Listen, I'm asking you guys. Oh, it's time. We're done. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let me give you this. Let me see if I can find it. This is what I'm talking about. <clears throat> you giving yourself permission. I could go. God, those women, I could talk to every freaking body about them. I could justify myself. They don't know what I've done for them. And I don't, do you understand? This is what we do in the natural. Amen? They're the fault, or I'm the shaming, terrible person, one or the other, bulimia or anorexia, right? And you keep it here. Instead, you take that, you go through the veil to the Lord. And so I'm going to the Lord, through the veil, Lord. Because he kept saying to me, Jenna, this is a, he kept whispering this word, these are prototypes. It's not about the people, Jenna. Prototypes. This is a broken place in you. I want to heal that. Great. So it comes up again. We have another thing. God, I thought we were done with that. So the Lord said, <clears throat> I asked the Lord, because he's talking to me just like he's talking to you. What is it about this prototype of a woman? And he said, this is, whew, I'll just take my clothes off. <laughs> These women and the things that they say about me and to me wound me so much that it makes me want to just look, oh, I either want to fall, I just want to crumple. Do you know what I'm talking about, those two reactions? And the Lord said, those prototypes are hitting in you a fear of not being loved. That's my fear. And I said, what does that come from? And he said, it comes, whew, it comes from this deep sense of being defective. I'm defective. You, the Lord's speaking to me, you have received my love so beautifully, but it has not yet changed the way you see you, especially from others' perspectives. And that's why the criticism, you believe the criticism more than the affirmation. 
My love in you pours out of you, and that is more than enough. It washes your imperfections away, just like it washes your critics. My love is the answer for all. I didn't make a mistake in loving you or choosing you. Now let me tell you something. You get that? I don't care about them anymore. Do you understand? It's like I'm, I'm free from them now, right? And the things that they said. So it's like I can go running after them. Give me, give me, fix me. Why don't you? Or I can just go, oh, yeah. See, the water got stilled. And I remember who I was. And I'm going, this isn't real. It's good. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's pray. So God, do work for us, with us. Take us through the veil. We're, we're women, and you love our emotions, and we're not wrong for having them, but Jesus, please be the Lord of our emotions and let them lead us into truth. Let them lead us into who we really are. Wash us, Lord. Take off these veils. Show us our giants. Do work with us tonight, God. We are so undone by your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to ask you to stay here, if you will, and we're just going to play some worship music. And just take some time. You're going to go home. It's going to get crazy. So just take a few minutes to journal.